Good morning. This is Dr. Matthew Dunn, host of The Future of Email. My guest today, my uh, my conference buddy, Tali Hassanov from WSI Digital. Tali, I'm so glad you made the time. Thanks for thanks for uh, attending and stuff. Oh, thank you very much for the invitation and good morning, everyone. Good morning, Matthew. Glad to be here. Your Toronto area, if I recall right, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So High, high, high level, uh, what you do for clients. What's the, what's the elevator pitch for you? <laughs> oh, a little bit of pitch. Yeah. Depends how long for short we're going. <laughs> so basically it is helping the clients to build online presence, competition, and to be recognizable and as a brand, right? Cause those days it's really, really important to have solid reputation so people can trust you it's extreme i would say it's uh, top you know top uh, of the list so we're doing everything from strategy which is a crucial part to implementation from website to organic seo paid email obviously my favorite one right so yeah the, one of the one of the reasons i was really intrigued to have you on the show is because you you carve out a bigger slice of of the the digital ecosystem i mean obviously email a big piece of it, but you also help clients uh, with things like SEO, right? So you're right. whiteboard over your over your shoulder there. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, SEO in email, correct. So, and I just we were just discussing a couple of days ago during the uh, I had presentation about holistic uh, approach to marketing to digital marketing. We can't afford any more looking at each channel separately, right? If we're doing SEO for someone, we can't afford looking just for SEO because at the end, okay, you might get, you know, a lot of traffic to your website, but then what? Guess what? Yeah. Maybe the traffic is not actually who you're looking for. It's not your uh, uh, ideal uh, persona or something that they don't convert. And once they land on your website or landing page or whatever you want to bring them, what happens after, how, how you, uh, uh, you know, nurture them, what you do with them and everything else, right? So an email, in my opinion, it's actually this time point that it ties all together, all other channels, right? Because it's still the main communication channel, right? Right. Once, especially once someone stuck up their hand and said, I, I want to have some sort of relationship, call it prospect, call it customer. <laughs> call it interested party. Um, yeah, that's the that's the de facto back and forth most most common channel at, at least in the market uh, uh, markets and countries that we're ta we're talking about. Um, that job that you touched on of tying all of the digital pieces together strategically uh, that's a big job. <laughs> that's a really big job. How do you help someone? even start to make sense of all of their touch points and records and channels and so on? Mm -hmm. A great question. And this is really why it's important initially to actually have a discussion with the, uh, the business to understand what do they do, what their goals, because you will be surprised. Sometimes I'm talking to businesses and they, I'm asking them questions they have no answer to. Right. So Good. how can you invest or do any kind of marketing or attract any customers or prospects if you as a business leader or owner, not a hundred percent sure what, how it looks like. Right. So this is a challenge. So first I would say solid foundation is to really understand the goals, 
to understand what was done previously, if anything, and where you want to be, right? And then, uh, uh, obviously, to understand and build this strategy, kind of blueprint, and uh, decide what tactics, what digital channels yeah. would help to get to the to, to the desired result, right? Otherwise, it, it's all waste of uh, uh, time, budget, and energy, right? Right. If right. you don't, if you don't know the destination where you want to go, right? And and I'm surprised sometimes people have no answers to certain questions they should have, right? So yeah, interesting. It to to be fair to businesses, I mean. We both work in this digital space day to day, but if you do something that's not that, if you make, you know, if you make widgets or cars or something like that, um, it's a little overwhelming to, 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 to jump into the digital marketing side of the pond. It's, it's still ridiculously technical. It's still incredibly detailed. Um, the vendor world, <laughs> those of us in the vendor world, are probably guilty yeah. of saying that it's easy. It's not. Um, or that one system will solve all your problems. It won't. Um, and I get this sense of sort of uh, deer in the headlights reaction when I talk with friends and colleagues who are in in a business but don't do this marketing shtick all day long. They're like, oh, my God, why is it so hard? It's like, because uh, it is. <laughs> I don't know. Because it is. It just is. Reactions? Uh -huh. Yeah. So, uh, uh, it, again, good point. Uh, everyone supposed to do what they supposed to do. So let's say if you're in a business, you're in construction space, right? Or you in any manufacturing or you, you know, insurance brokerage, you're not supposed to know how to do marketing or how to set up, you know, email SPF uh, records, because this is what we as a marketers do, right? So we take care of that. So I think people sometimes, uh, you know, try to cover and to do everything. And then they surprise the results are not there. But really, it should be everyone's supposed to do what they know the best how to do, right? Then when business owners trying to do marketing obviously it's overwhelming because every day something new comes uh, if you're not constantly in this kind of space and you yeah. in those uh, uh updates and speak to the you know professionals and 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 people that that uh, around and you're missing and obviously it would be overwhelmed even for us sometimes you know new new technologies come in it sometimes it takes time to understand how it works right but based on experience and knowledge, obviously it's easier for us. For, for someone who is running a construction company, why would you like to do marketing? It's the same as I would go and do your job and, and pretend I can do this. I probably could. The question is how the quality, right? So this is where. Right, right. Yeah. The, the uh, specialization is the foundation of civilization in a way. Um, <laughs> And construction's an interesting example because, you know, will I hang a picture on the wall? Sure. Should I add a wall to the house? That's probably a bad idea. Um, I'd probably be better served to call someone and say, hi, you know how to do this. Um, I'll go do the things I do. You do the things you do. We'll, we'll exchange money or whatever <laughs> and, and get it done. Um, I think with, with the digital domain, um, as I mentioned earlier, I think 
I think vendors are a little guilty of saying that it's easier than it is, one. And two, the things that are tough and complicated are are frequently very invisible. I mean, you mentioned you know, SPF records, DKIM records, stuff like that. Like most people probably hit send on an email, but knowing that there's a whole bunch of plumbing that actually makes it work as a marketing channel, uh, it's invisible to them, right? Why should they know it, arguably? And yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious if you've got any sort of comparison about the the challenges that you help customers face in the world of web and SEO versus email. How are those the same? How are they different? Yeah, and uh, those are uh, ch the challenges. They still the challenges, right? Uh, if we speak about email, then oh, they, we don't have good engagement and probably we're sending not, uh, you know, not segmenting the list, not sending all the, all the right stuff for right people. And eventually the emails get, get into the spam uh, box and there is no engagement and, you know, the story is long. So the same relates to uh, SEO world or website. So as I mentioned, okay, we can, we do an SEO, you get in a lot of traffic, but if to look at this channel alone, right. You might get, you know, five, ten, twenty thousand visits per month. The question is, what are those people doing the desired action you want them to do? And again, this is about segmentation, personalization. And uh, uh, based on HubSpot, and not just HubSpot, personalization is actually the top priority for uh, businesses and marketers to implement. Because it's it now expected across the channels, right? More than ninety percent of consumers expect consistent interaction from a brand to receive consistent interaction across channels. So, if you send me, if I sign up, I went on the website and I sign for a newsletter, for example, right? To receive a newsletter, I'm receiving uh, uh, email communication from you, and then I'm going on your social media profiles, and then it could be I'm searching on a Google, so organic results. So the expectancy that it's it would be uh, same voice, uh, consistent interaction from the brand, right? It's not miss or hit something, and uh, it's still it's still not uh, uh, not. You know, for many businesses, not relevant. And the big part also on personalization on the website. A lot of uh, a lot of companies implemented personal content based on your user journey. Why you why you actually uh, got on this website to begin with? What are your challenges or what solutions you're looking for? And then we display to you something. So if I'm looking to you know repair my roof, since we're speaking about construction, right? And I'm coming to your website. There is no point to show me, you know, paving a dry driveway or something else, right? Because I have certain certain problem now. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 the process is ongoing, but I think personalization is a big big part of uh, and it's email. Uh, uh, the beauty of email it helps us to understand what. To understand better, and I would say faster than other channels, what is user uh, preferences, right? Mm -hmm. What users are looking for? Because even when we send, you know, email communications, if it's ongoing, 
kind of could be weekly newsletter. This is the easiest to pick, uh, you know, with different topics. It's pretty quick to uh, run the report on any platform for the last few months to understand if some email communications are not performing well from engagement, clicks, uh, opens, and such to those that are top three, maybe. Right. You can understand what are the subscribers looking for if they the clicks through. And, and it's a great example. One of the clients we actually do in uh, uh, emails, uh, we ran this report last week. And last six months, we understand top three concerns. So the users looking for reviews, business behind the scenes, and the third one. So it's pretty quick to manipulate and pull the data to understand what is engagement and what is what, what people are, are concerned and they are reading about. So it, it's, uh, 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 I think, uh, uh, the fastest way to understand, right? Because SEO, it, it try and run the content. First of all, it takes much longer to yeah. run, right? Until you realize, oh, maybe it's not the right audience that got it, right? They're not converted the right way. Or paid search, yeah, paid search could be Oh, fast enough to understand as well, but all the algorithms and everything still it takes about three months to adjust. And then you say, oh, okay, it, it's still not the, the audience you're looking for, right? Yeah. While in email, you can run some numbers support and understand or people actually want to re read about the reviews or they want to understand how the business works behind the scene. And this will help with uh, what you see behind me, right? With SEO, how we time you know, next uh, uh, content uh, uh, for maybe next two, three months. So, um, and you, you said something really important near the end there, a number of important things, but one of the ones I want to pull out about the uh, experiment value of email. SEO changes take a lot of time to see because it's... Uh, it, it's a big ecosystem, and frankly, it's under the control of a handful of vendors, and it's a black box. Um, and paid paid ads, you get a you as you said, you get a feedback feedback loop faster, but you pay for that. And I think one of the reasons for the continued um, utility value of email is it it doesn't cost nearly as much to learn. Right? Like, okay, I sent this to a thousand people. What are they clicking on, as you said? Uh, uh, oh, look, that's actually what people are really interested in. And, and it, wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't a long time or a high budget for that discovery. Um, and that's a pretty remarkable thing. It's like mm -hmm. a bit of a, it's a, it's a, a built-in survey mechanism or a feedback uh, mechanism as well, if you will. Not, not always easy to gather the data. You've got to plan right to get it. But... At least it's possible without uh, without breaking the bank, so to speak. <laughs> where where uh, what involvement do you have in the world of marketing via text? I'm just curious. Uh, so text is, sometimes it's annoying, and <laughs> it, de it depends on the I would say business and the relationship with the customer yeah. when it makes sense and when it doesn't make sense. So okay. let's say if you order online. Furniture, for example, 
and you want to get reminder about your delivery, probably text would probably make useful, sense, yeah. right? Because the you know sometimes email might be not accessible. You have to you know you notify the next fifteen minutes the delivery is here. So you probably text would be a, a good a good fit in combination with email. But sometimes when you get those texts, you have no clue who is sending this, <laughs> no any kind of, you know, authority, some number sending you text. Oh, join us for this event. We are happy to see you there. Who are you? Yeah, who are you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know you. So uh, I think businesses have to really be careful with um, uh, with what they do around email and uh text because it's really easy to uh, burn this trust and being annoying yeah. and they basically burn the bridges for the future, right? For future to build this trust with customers and establish a relationship because it's all about a relationship and trust those days, right? So I would recommend not to, you know, if you have your platform can send uh, text messages and you have the budget, but you have no really value to provide or sold behind, don't do that. Yeah, we, I had it's a. Annoying. I uh, I had a I had a um, podcast conversation with uh, Scott Cohen, who I think you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, uh, well, well respected email marketer. He was sharing that he's he's starting to learn the the world of text in his new job, but he said he was a little shocked at the cost difference, and and at how carefully you have to manage that, and then. Two, three days later, after I talked with Scott, I got a text on my phone from this is we're, we're having this conversation mid uh, mid October 2022. I got a political solicitation text on my phone for a Senate candidate in a state where I don't live. And I counted up the characters like 800 characters plus a picture. And I sent a snapshot to Scott and I said, what do you think it cost this guy, this guy's campaign? to interrupt me, text me, um, and ask me for five bucks. And he said, that was probably like a 12, 15 cent met cost for every single person he sent that long message and picture to. I'm thinking, wow, I don't know if that's going to, I mean, it must pencil out he's doing it, but ouch, <laughs> the math seems a little bit tough to me. That's right. So, and we need to look uh, again about strategic thinking behind. So. Clearly, nobody was thinking behind why to send to certain people, maybe at least to, you know, do some kind of geofencing if you're already doing some kind of campaign. Right. So, uh, and we speak about, this is similar to segmentation in email or personalization on the website or anything else we do, right? So this is, again, why personalization is so important and it's kind of on top of the list. Because for you, like to you, even if you probably move to this state, I don't know if you would remember the name of this person, maybe not, but it's lessened the possibility in the future for you to even thinking positively about this person. And this is what I mean. Like to burn the bridges, it's really easy. It really takes one to right. text. And right, then right. You already know it and, and uh, uh, you know, out of, uh, 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 but to build trust and relationship, it takes time and passion. So 
what I see, businesses are looking for shortcuts and there is really no shortcut. That's important to understand. So in text, I find it's also more personal compared to email. If email, it's easy, you know, you just click spam or you delete or whatever. On text, oh, they got my uh, personal phone number. And they got right? my attention. They right? I, they interrupted me and they, oh, how did they get my phone number? Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's annoying unless there is a need and all value to provide. You have delivery or you maybe have, you know, flights that you booked and you have, you know, checked in online. Then if flight is uh, uh, delayed, yeah. it makes sense to get yeah. text notification, right? Yeah. But, but for something like uh, you brought an example, obviously it's not just annoying. It's, it's just more than. It's destructive, I think is what you're saying. And it, you know, if I were, if I were talking to the campaign manager for that candidate, I think I'd say, you know, and I, and I know geofencing of things like texting is actually trickier because phones move and phone numbers and area codes move with people. Now, okay, fine. Leave that one aside. If if he'd asked me for some sort of interest and support before asking for dollars, I might not have been as ticked about the interruption. But the the cold text from another state. I'm never moving to Wisconsin. Sorry, fact. <laughs> like cold text from candidate in Wisconsin. Like what? <laughs> I mean, it was professionally interesting because he spent fifteen cents trying to get five bucks. But he did burn that bridge. I'm like, eh, yeah, I'm not going to donate to that. It's just not, it's just not going to happen. It is the same, you know, like uh, sometimes uh, uh, organizations think, oh, if you send more emails, volume, right? Right. It's better. It just sounds cool to say, oh, we sent uh, 5 million emails per month. Oh, no, we sent 20 million emails, uh, emails yeah. per month. The result, it's secondary here, right? Which should be the, actually the, the first, right? And yeah. uh, what value you provide? What are, are users actually doing what you want them to do, yeah. right? Yeah. So this is another part. Same with text that you received. Nobody bothered to think or uh, segment. They just send whatever. They have budget and uh, uh, they they got some budget to burn and that's what they're doing. And I suspect in that case, in fact, I know in that case, there must have been a purchased list of contact numbers because I, I certainly didn't explicitly opt in. And based on the area, my, you know, my area code had seen them, same phone number for a long time is nowhere near Wisconsin. So they, you know, they had to have done, and maybe it's one of the dirty little secrets of uh, digital marketing channels, the sort of commoditization of, of that initial contact. Those of us in the legit side say, don't buy lists, but I'm guessing you run into clients all the time who say, I bought this list. What do I do with it? <laughs> Ouch. Don't <laughs> use it is the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I see also uh, people trying to defense if it's B2B space, B2C, it's, uh, 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 I mean, completely B2B as well. Even even those days, we just, uh, uh, I just mentioned to you before we uh, started the call that the inbox, uh, email inbox is polluted with different, uh, uh, every day, probably 20, 30, 
spam we will do your best website we are best in content we will create your button and they are getting to the inbox many of them yeah not to the spam folder that's also interesting right yeah. how the landscape changes right so it just getting too noisy and too much spam around. It's same uh, true for text as well, right? Yeah, yeah, and that it's it's it, the the check and balance of cost in the case of email, and obviously in text. In the case of my political example, um, it it hasn't really caught up with itself. If it's if if it's one in a thousand uh, makes it worth sending the spam, then the guy will send a million. That's a problem because 999,000 of us are in the, why are you bothering me category? I've noticed the same thing. I, I've been a longtime LinkedIn uh, member and I, I'm on the fence these days about LinkedIn because I feel like I'm getting pecked to death by ducks when I log in on LinkedIn. 99% of it seems like it's irrelevant crap too. Hey, we'd love to do your mobile app development. Like who said I have a mobile app? Leave me alone, right? And and it's it's sixty seconds of your time to try to be polite to say just shut up and don't bother me thanks and it gets old it gets tiring. Uh, yeah, I agree about uh, about LinkedIn. It it gets uh, you know a little bit uh, noisy as well. Noisy and yeah. Uh, noisy. Yeah, I I want to be you know in the soft world noisy right. <laughs> And it gets there as well. And in mail messages, sometimes unrelated, or like uh, uh, we have a program, BA program, or master program, come uh, learn with that and like maybe take a look at the profile first to understand if people looking to learn or something. And recruiters, oh my God, I love it. It's just, <laughs> you know what? They send from left to right emails and LinkedIn messages. They don't even bother to look at the, uh, you know, they they're don't. doing some search, doing some search. Yeah. They don't even bother. If the person actually, a couple of times I took my time to reply because I was so mad uh, for uh, a recruiter offering me, I don't know, something. And I'm like, maybe you will get better results if you take a look at the actual yeah. person. Yeah. What's they doing, right? I got one of those. It was like, which you, you know, we you looked like a great candidate for our, yeah. our help desk. I'm like, I'm thinking maybe 30 years ago, but maybe not now. <laughs> like, yeah, it's horrible, horrible. One time also, I actually replied email to one uh, recruiter because he actually did take time. It was one in all the years that I got all this spam. And he actually took uh, uh, took his time and effort to check. And I replied to him, uh, thank you for doing that. And good luck. And I appreciate that it wasn't, I'm just not looking for right, right. Uh, job opportunities. But I replied because he spent time. I saw he spent time to check and, and uh, you know, check different uh, channels. But most of them, no, it's the same. We're speaking about masks, right? So they do some some kind of search, and maybe out of uh, five thousand messages they sent, maybe one or two will reply, and then you both have that, right? So the same issue. Yeah, yeah, and I don't, I don't know how we put the brakes on that on on that stuff. It it it. Bill, Bill Gates said many years ago, like nineties. 
he said that one of his, and he said, I know, I know he can't change, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, if, if we'd have built in a fraction of a cent cost for every email sent, it might've changed how the, how, how it evolved because when it, when it's effectively free or close to free or feels close to free, you know, it's not really a, a, a big cost to, a, you know, a thousand, 10,000 is about the same thing. We get this <clears throat> channel overload. And I've watched LinkedIn try and put some friction in place. You know, it's actually, it's hard to mass message people. That's friction. It takes time to, you can get, can't get more than 50 people in a, in a single uh, message or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's friction. They've kept some breaks on there, but obviously not completely successfully. And I bet you, I'll bet you some of the newer channels, I'm thinking of TikTok, which I've never used, <laughs> are, are going to be facing the same thing. You know, you start getting some critical mass and reach. And, and unfortunately, it's likely to get abused if there's not cost friction and other obstacles in place to try and balance the value of the message and, and the value of the interruption out. Certainly happening. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's right. And uh, I think every whatever is popular, it's getting abused, right? Everything new and, and LinkedIn, uh, people use it more for a professional network yep. and updates and everything else, right? So obviously it getting abused as well. Uh, some people put, you know, some uh, emoji or icon their name. And they know if uh, if they get message, including this emoji, means automation is running. Even though that LinkedIn are yeah. uh, not allowing any automations, but you know, but they people work uh, around it. Yeah, actually, I changed my LinkedIn profile and I put the Doctor Matthew in the first name field in intentionally because it's it's a surefire flag that someone's not. Not pay oh hey hi Dr. Matthew uh yeah you screen scraped we're done with this conversation right automatic uh, automatic delete a human being clearly did not do this uh with any thought with any intention mm -hmm. or something like that hey let's, let's switch let's switch gears I've got a completely lateral question to ask you I happen to know having had an opportunity to listen to you that you're an amazing pianist um and you don't necessarily make a living playing piano now but. Let me throw out a question for you. I'm a musician as well, not in, not in your class, but I'm a musician as well. And I've got a sneaking hunch that music is, in, is an incredibly good um, background to have to deal with the complexity of, of digital domains. Any reaction to that? Yeah, and uh, thank you for, for compliment. I don't think I'm uh, amazing anymore. It was, you know, years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I still have piano. I still play sometimes, but it's far from a baby. So yeah, uh, I actually there is a very interesting research was done, as well as there is um, uh, uh, a say that music. This is the only thing that basically involves all brain cells to work, right? And students at school that. If they learn music, any instrument, doesn't really matter which one, they are more successful than uh, uh, kids that don't. So that, uh, this is re uh, referring to music. And I, sh I have to agree with you because music is creative, at least in my opinion, right? It's, it's certain creativity. It's not just you play whatever. It's, it's a creative uh, 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 part 
part of the world, right? So in digital, we have to be creative as well. And uh, uh, one dimension, it doesn't work, right? It's not some disciplines that, uh, you know, be in uh, one dimension, nothing wrong, but it might work. In digital, it simply won't because so many parts and, you know, ingredients involved, you have to be flexible, you have to think fast, and you have to see big picture and come up with creative solutions. So I think it's it's important. Yeah. Let me let me let me take it a step further because I know I, as I said you're 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 a pianist. Um learning to read piano notation is very difficult. Right? You've got multiple multiple staffs saying different things. It's it's brilliant. It's a brilliant um it's a brilliant form of capture because you really can get the entirety of a piece in the squiggles on the staff line. But learning to read it is really tricky. And and I agree about the creative side of music, but there's also a unavoidable rigor and structure involved in it getting to the point of being creative. It's like, kid, I I know you want to be a great rock guitarist or concert pianist or something like that, but you're going to have to drill and you're going to have to invest some blood and sweat and tears and the rigor side of it first to get, you know, good or competent or something like that. And what intrigues me about piano notation in the domain of the digital is that it, it's a, it's a, it's an amazing um, sequence and structure at the same time. Right, you you scan across you scan across the staff on on a piano piece and a pianist of your caliber, like you're seeing the harmonic structure in this second and also where it's headed in the course of multiple measures or recurrent themes going way ahead of the piece. You have to think of the whole, learn to think of the whole and the part at the same time. You have to go, oh wait a minute, I'm in this key, so we're not, you know, like that's not going to be flat, that's not going to be sharp. In this case, it's like it's it's a bit like knowing what SPF and DKIM are, right? Right, and it's a good point. That sometimes, uh, and it's true for younger kids, but I find it sometimes true for adults as well. That everyone to needs uh, needs to understand that it takes work, right? Takes work. There is certain efforts. I remember five six hours a day. Can uh-huh. you imagine? Like. <laughs> Kids outside going yep. and you sit in the practice. Yep. Yeah, five six hours, right? <laughs> so it's it it does it does require certain discipline. It it requires certainly a lot of you know efforts and uh, desire to to achieve something, right? And similar with um a digital and technology nowadays, it uh it. After and you know that right, you've been you've been in the space for so many years. So, and when you speak about our uh, 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 notes and everything, so this experience, you can take a look at a couple of things and say, okay, the problem is there, right? Right, right. Well, we need to find solution. Maybe how about we try this, right? So you are able immediately, probably with I would say ninety nine percent accuracy to say, okay, I most likely the problems here, right? Mm-hmm. We need to to do certain things in order to solve it, right? So it didn't come in the first uh, day of practice, right? right? So it takes experience, uh, you know, practice. trial and error, practice, <laughs> exactly. So it takes it takes 
efforts and time and yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, I mean, back to our earlier conversation, construction guy would walk in and look at the wall I built and go, no, <laughs> no. Right. You don't, you don't know what you're doing because this is crooked. These are too far apart. Yada, 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 yada. And I'm sure he or she would have had practice to do that. And I know you've got a, you've got a thing for remodeling. So you probably know a lot more about construction than I do. It's just, it, it's, it, because this is still a fairly fresh field, this being uh, the digital domain and the marketing use of the digital domain, because it's new, because we're still uh, inventing and changing a lot of things on the fly. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't see shortcuts for grinding away and learning how these things work so that you know what to do with them next or so that you can look and say, your problem is actually probably this. Why? Because they spend hundreds of hours learning how the, how the stuff's put together and functions so that I can go, you know, that's actually, that's actually the problem set right there. And the, that's the expertise that I'm sure your clients are, are paying you for. Uh, SEO must have some of that, that same, if you've done it enough, you know, which basics to go through and check for like right out of the gate so that you can work on the more strategic stuff afterwards. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. So yeah, it's absolutely a hundred percent right. So we we ex with experience, we know what to check first, and then if it, yeah, so it fixed, then we're going further with uh, yeah, uh, yeah. strategy and everything else. But for sure, uh, I don't see um, any kind of lack of opportunities to learn digital world those days. Even though that again, this space gets it noisy because. Sometimes, you know, it, you know, you face, you face it as well, right? What people say they can do and different between the, the reality, it's not always the same. And, yeah. and here need to be a little bit careful. And I actually meet uh, clients that sometimes they were burned previously, right? From, from different uh, previous digital uh, agencies or uh, consultants or, you know, mm -hmm. Because it was something was promised, people disappear and, and things falling apart. But it's like with any any other industry, construction, right? Renovation. Some people postpone like years, ten years uh, renovation because they just don't want to go into this right. again. Those guys, construction guys, don't have good reputation. That's the reality. Taking money, disappear, not finish a job, and quality and blah blah. blah. So yeah, 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 yeah. And then I think. Uh, it, a, a, a solid, uh, a solid professional in any field, you'll end up coming back to because they did what they said they were going to do, and hopefully, hopefully more than that. Um, your clients, uh, you know, in your in your uh, consulting and advisory stuff, uh, U.S. Canada, broader broader markets than that. Yeah, we work U.S. Canada. Uh, we have some actually a uh, couple of clients in uh, Caribbean and. Uh, uh, in Israel as well. Oh, in Israel as well. Interesting. Yeah, we've got a, a, <laughs> a mutual friend in Israel. It's been interesting talking with him and, and learning what's the same and what's different in that market. He said, uh, he said it's, it's so Android Gmail-centric in Israel in contrast with the U.S., and I'm speaking specifically about email here, um, that, that the assumption is you're sending to a Gmail inbox and, and you can try to do different things than you might do in a U.S. or Canadian market where it's a little more split between uh, between platforms. Yeah, but still, Gmail still dominates in the market. 
here in North America, right? It's the, about the everything. inbox, but not the client. And that's a very important difference. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll have, I'll have another argument with my buddy, Nick Einstein about AMP for e email. We'll see where that one uh, lands. What do you see? Uh, what do you see next for you yourself and your company? Like the next couple of years, what's got you excited? Uh, from which perspective? Just professional, like professional trajectory. Where do you want to take your business? Uh, where I want to take my business. Oh, I, I have a vision board here. I'm not sure if you're about telling you <laughs> the numbers and everything visual that I see, mm -hmm. but, uh, a uh, big picture, um, uh, it's, uh, you know, as I mentioned, we, we work quite, uh, highly with construction and manufacturing. Stress. And I find it's a great fit because those industries, they a little bit, you know, behind digital, yeah. right? Yeah. They sometimes you speak to people, they don't even barely can uh, uh, connect to Zoom or, or technology or something like that, right? Yeah. So it's great to be able to help them to be, you know, to up top their uh, uh, presence and uh, digital because if you know, some, someone innovative just to, uh, to help them with getting a little bit better. It's not as powerful as those people that, you know, used to be old school and they, uh, really, you really need to be online those days. You, you can't afford yeah. not to be presentable, professional, yeah. uh, appearance. And as I mentioned in the beginning, across all the channels, yeah. right? So where your potential, uh, clients or, uh, prospects lead, right? So you have to be presentable as a brand. And this is really, really important those days. Yeah. Because imagine if you're looking for a company those days. Uh, uh, on Google or any other search engine and the company doesn't have a website, like what uh, impression would have? What would you think? Or oh, the website may be 15 years old and it looks, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, it's basic thing. So yeah. it's really, really important. You can, and I know those industries, sometimes they more on relationship based. It's true, but still those days, Everyone is checking everyone online. Well, right? uh, especially, especially post pandemic, right? We all, we all got mm -hmm. shoved a decade ahead and, and we're not going back. Um, and I, you know, it's funny, uh, back to music for, for a second. Um, my older son's a music teacher started his own studio and he's got the digital side really dialed in and it's already bringing in business because <laughs> most of his, you know, competitors in the space. Maybe they're old school. Maybe this is too new for them or too hard for whatever else. But it's like, you don't even have a website. How do you expect to get, how do you expect to get business now? Mm -hmm. You know, I can't even email you. What the heck? No. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it's become basics. It's become blocking and tackling. And of course you've got it. <laughs> um, and there are certainly industries. Sounds like you're working in some of them um, that are still right. doing some catch up. Yeah, they they play in some catch-ups and they, I think it's also, you know, psychologically, they're a little bit, they think that whatever they used to do, it's the way, the way it works, yeah. right? Yeah. But, and you're absolutely right. Uh, the thing that happened in the pandemic, it's just pushed everything sooner, quicker. E-commerce grew, the growth of e-commerce was going, but now in in last two, three years, it's just jumped uh, you know but with that comes also amount of uh fraud and and spam and everything else right yeah. so everything comes with a price 
<laughs> whatever whatever is hot and popular gets in, uh, uh, a bit abused sometimes. Yeah, and, so, and cybersecurity is going to be a growth field for a very, very, very long time. I pretend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. cool. Well, I know you would be an awesome guest. What a what a pleasure for us to actually get to chat one to one instead of waving as we go zooming past it at the odd con. Yeah, it was great. Thank you, thank you very much for the invite. It was fun chatting with you. Yeah. So, when someone's listening to this and they say, "Man, I need her help," where do you where do you where do you send them? Where does someone go to to hunt you down and say, hey, "Tali, I need your help"? So I'm uh, uh, available on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn, I do have. Yeah. LinkedIn is quite easy to contact uh, me. Uh, I, I have a website, obviously, and I have an eagle. It's wsidigitalpath.com, right? That's right. That's it. Well, great, let's wrap. Great memory. Yeah, that's it. Well, Tally, wonderful chat. Thank you for making the time and being a guest today. Thank you, Matthew. It was a pleasure.